Cape Inn Report, and I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. Our topic is homelessness in Gloucester, and I have three guests with me to discuss this. Melissa Luzinski, the Shelter Director for Action, Inc., Julie LaFontaine, the Executive Director of The Open Door, and Reverend Rona Tyndall, who is from the Grace Center. And we're going to discuss what's happening with homelessness uh, in our community. Ladies, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. It's really um, it's such an important issue to talk about for our community. I'm so glad you think so. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I, I wanted to, I've been very interested in what's happening with homelessness for uh, quite some time. And I've gathered you together today for uh, a conversation, really, about what's happening with homelessness in Gloucester. Um, from your perspectives, and again, it's a conversation, so let's just jump right in. Uh, Melissa, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, you're the director of the shelter. And the manager. Manager yeah. um, of uh, the shelter, homeless shelter. Um, yes. On Main Street. Um, and what are you seeing right now uh, in terms of the numbers for folks coming in? Are you seeing an increase because it's summertime or are you seeing um, maybe a reduction? It's actually, it hasn't changed much. Usually winter and, and summer are different, but in the last year it really hasn't changed much at all. Um, the one thing that we have seen a change in is the number of individuals that have come through. Like for the winter months, it was mostly like um, about 54 a month we would service. Now it can be anywhere from 54 to 67 mm -hmm. each month. And each month it's an increase of new people. So the shelter provides not only beds uh, per night, right. but also food. And that's where the open door comes in, where I know the open door is, uh, uh, you're all working together. The yes. Grace Center, the open door, and the shelter downtown, who, that's do. run by Action Inc. So that's, you know, that's absolutely right. In, um, you know, per se, we're not a homelessness organization, and yet um, we really, the services that we provide are really household stability services. So yes. people who are currently housed uh, will have access to a resource to uh, help stabilize their household financially. Um, and then also we work with community partners like Action, right. like the Grace Center, and a handful of others to provide food. We have the infrastructure and the ability to provide food um, at, at low cost or no cost to uh, the agencies that we partner with. And it's just another way the Open Door can help connect people to good food in the community. And we run the shelter, well, I run the shelter as though it was a big household. That's mm -hmm. a, we, we have mm -hmm. 30 plus people a day. And it's also a community meal. A lot of people don't know that about the shelter, but the meals that we cook there, anybody's welcome to come. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yep. that's neat. Open door policy, you're welcome to come. Really? Yep. Do you find okay. that people from the community do drop in? Yes, every night we usually have the same few folks and then one or two new ones. Depends on the day, but yep. Yeah. And it depends on who's cooking. <laughs> Everybody sure. has their favorite cook. <laughs> staff cooks, you know, a different meal each night. It's different staff. And people have their favorites. So they're like, oh, who's cooking tomorrow? And they... They'll decide whether or not they want to come. And if it's somebody who can't cook, they eat up at the Grace Center. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rona, tell us about what's happening with the Grace Center and how this fits in to assist the homelessness population in Gloucester. So we also get all our food from the Open Door, with the exception of there, there are three restaurants in town in addition to uh, Donut Jim's. 
the Causeway, the Gloucester House, and Destinos each bring a meal once a month. But aside from that, we get our food from the open door. It's cooked by a team of volunteers. So 80% of our work hours at the Grace Center are volunteer hours, which is really, it's pretty unique and special because it means that everybody who comes through the door is greeted by people who just really want to be there. They're choosing to do that in their retirement. So mm -hmm. it's pretty neat. We serve usually about 60 people in a day. Um, so some of those people stay down at the action shelter. Yeah. Others are in the woods. Others are couch surfing. Some have their own homes. Some have um, apartments or single room occupancies up at the Y or through action housing. Yeah. So there's a variety of people who come to us. Some are employed. Um, and people come in and they go as they need. It's a drop-in center. So they can come in and eat and leave. They can come and hang out for the day and access mm -hmm. services. They can do whatever they need in that moment. One of the, mo the impressive things about uh, what's happening in Gloucester around different issues of um, need or services is that there's a really good coordination, it seems. And it's extraordinary. It is. <clears throat> it it's doesn't like exist no else. It doesn't. It's like no we place have, else on earth. No. Yeah. We have yeah. such a special community that everybody really and truly wants to help and they do, yeah. they find a way. It's not just everybody talks about it and says, oh, well, this is a need, we identify the need. Mm -hmm. Depends on who it is. I mean, it could be any one of us at any given day that says, hey, by the way, this is bothering me, what can we do? And then we find a way to do it together. Right. And, and we involve anybody we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tremendous cooperation. And in a very real sense, the Grace Center wouldn't exist without action in the open door because we're so reliant on one another to help. We are. You're filling the gap. We do, yeah. Filling the gap. Yeah, filling the gaps. Um, I want to talk about the reasons for homelessness and why people become homeless. Because some folks, uh, given the, the uh, cost of living mm -hmm. on Cape Ann and the wages that are paid, um, it seems like uh, lots of people are paycheck to paycheck mm. and might not be able to uh, accept um, that they could be one step away from homelessness. I'm really glad that you bring that up. It's um, certainly a, a reality for, for many people living paycheck to paycheck or even a couple paychecks ahead. Yeah. All it takes is for one thing to happen. Just uh, sickness or, or uh, you know, I was talking a little bit earlier and telling you that, you know, 25% of the people who use the food pantry, for example, are coming once a week. Everyone else, out of 7,747 people wow. served last year, comes, this other 75% of that number, come, you know, every other week, once a month, every other mm -hmm. month, depending on what's going on. So, for example, someone takes their car in to get it inspected. It needs new tires. They need their car to get to work. So yep. you pay $800 for your tires, you have a car to go to yep. work, but you have no grocery money. And so yep. it's those kinds of things that the open door is there to help smooth people over, get people, um, over, get people over the hump. And, and then we certainly live in a community <laughs> where you know grace abounds. And I think that is really demonstrated by the way that nonprofits work together. Absolutely. Melissa, you have a story yep. of um, uh, what you're seeing is that there's more homelessness related to people who are taking care of their parents. Yeah, they've then... suffered some, some type of um, crisis, mm -hmm. basically a personal crisis in their life, in their family. Like we've seen a lot, a very huge rise in people that come through shell-shocked because they've just spent the last two, three years taking care of their elderly parents, live in the house they grew up in their whole lives, 
and the parents pass away, they find out, oh wow, the taxes haven't been paid. There's no possible way I can. I gave up my job to be home taking care of them 24 hours a day because I couldn't be alone and we didn't want to put them in a nursing home and now what? Next thing you know, the sheriff's put this stuff on the sidewalk and they're coming to the shelter saying, I'm not really homeless, but I'm not sure what's going on. I'll get back in and we know that that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's not just that either. I mean, a spouse dies from an accident, an illness, you know, um, a depression. There's so many reasons for homelessness that to list them all would take forever. But depression is a big one, a real big one. People can't, in that state, can't get up and do what needs to be done to not end up homeless. Yeah, they they can't know, pay their right. bills. They can't, they can't, the they can't go they to work. Can't, right, right, right. right. They yep. can't get out of the, their own way. And that mm -hmm. that's depression. That, that is the, the epitome of depression. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's awful. Right. It's and then they awful. lose everything. Yeah. And then they're homeless and they can't believe it. Yep, and they're standing in our line mm -hmm. shocked, just shocked. Mm. Well, you bring up such a good point. I think sometimes these things occur and there's such a deep hole that, mm. that gets dug, you can't possibly climb out of it. Right. Um, maybe you've used up your savings, um, maybe you've used up your 401k, or you've borrowed from it and now you've got to pay it back with mm. taxes. Mm -hmm. Credit card uh, debt. Yep. Credit, Credit card, card debt with yep. really high rates. Yep. And so yep. let, let's say you do manage to stabilize yourself and climb out. You have a huge hole that you're climbing out of. And it's not yeah. just as easy as, well, now I have a job and everything's going to be okay. You're, you're, you're back on all of that. So. Well, there's a, a segment of the homeless population, uh, maybe not staying at the shelter, but of course they're working families. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, parents with children or a single parent with children uh, trying to make ends meet and still they're homeless. Mm -hmm. um, have you yeah. seen that here on Cape Ann? Family Promise. We should have had somebody from Family Promise <laughs> come. Family Promise really takes good care of the families. Because, as you said, there's a, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and people we have could guests be, that work three jobs. You have guests who yeah. work three jobs and are still living at the shelter. Yeah, they they're either, usually it's a child support issue or a IRS issue, yeah. and they're paying that off mm -hmm. and saving and trying to put whatever happened behind them mm -hmm. or get through it, and they just can't possibly afford the rents around here. Definitely, <laughs> you know yeah. the runs around here are astronomical, and they've been here their whole lives, and they can't afford it. So. Is that why people want to stay here? Because it's the place where they've they, they know it's home, sure. and they don't That's want to move to another sure. place where yeah. it, uh, cost of living might be more reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I can't I mean, imagine it's hard to not leave being your friends here. and your family, and this is a little island. It is. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows each other, right? And generations yeah. of people whose parents and grandparents mm -hmm. and neighbors and yeah. schoolmates all know each other. It's a tough place to leave. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. It's like Cheers. It, you know, everybody knows your name and <laughs> right. you know theirs. And yeah. it, we have such a stunning community. I just think we do. Yeah, it's, we, well, it's, that's it's, why it is beautiful leave. and people want to stay here. But um, what about uh, the summer versus winter? Um, clearly there's a, a, a large tourist industry here and yes. hospitality, jobs increase in the summer. Yeah. Uh, and then they fall away in the winter. What What's happening there with the we changes? We had a fascinating conversation a, a few months ago. Somebody who works for the city came in, and um, it was a pretty busy day. It was it was in the colder season, and it, the Gray Center was full. And um, this person came back again in the summer, and there were you know twenty people maybe hanging around. And um, mm -hmm. she said, 
where is everybody? Is it because it's summer? And I said, without you know making a point of it or thinking about it, well, all, you know, a lot of people are at work, and um, she said they're at work. <laughs> well, it's shocking that they right. yeah, you know, work and people use who these are services. able to yes. be employed are yeah. are employed in the summertime. Yeah, and she said, well, why are they homeless? And I said, well, you know, do the math. Do the math. You you cannot nope. pay right. rent on minimum wage and you cannot pay rent even if you make $500 a week for 15 weeks out of the year you can't save up enough to pay rent all year long mm -hmm. so that's that's no. the problem and that's the reality i think you know for so many people wages just don't keep pace with the actual cost of living and that's with everything going right 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 and then you add you know mm -hmm. you add a child care issue or taking care of your elderly parents or uh, or other things into the mix and you see people you know, falling, falling on hard times. And yeah. I, I do think that, you know, and again, back kind of to the, the open door and the food pantry framework, you know, people who, who use the food pantry, much, much like your story that you shared, they're going to work. They're mm -hmm. working two jobs yeah. or three jobs, and it's still just not enough to make ends meet. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think sometimes there are some assumptions about who's homeless. I think there are assumptions about who uses the food pantry, um, when in reality, um, it might be different than what people think. And the number that you just gave is a quarter of Gloucester's population. Astounding. Right. Astounding. <laughs> so, that number blew yeah. me away. 7,000? Yeah. So, so I guess one in six Gloucester residents are actually using the food pantry. So uh, of the 7,747 people, um, over 4,000 of them, uh, and bumping up on 5,000 people, are from Gloucester. So that wow, means that wow. you probably know someone who uses the food pantry, whether yeah. you know you do or not. Sure. And, right. um, Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes people do everything that they can to appear normal um, so that you don't know what's going on uh, where the spirit meets the bone and under the covers. Right. Yeah, and, and is that there's what's some happening? type of shame involved yeah. mm -hmm. when really everybody struggles. Uh, I don't care who it is, you struggle. Mm -hmm. Everybody. That's just the nature of life. There is mm -hmm. always a struggle. and. People are so ashamed to let that show because they're afraid of how they'll be treated. What about these judgments that people make or these assumptions that people make about um, homeless people? Again, you walking side by side mm -hmm. with someone um, down Main Street mm -hmm. and they could be homeless and you'd never know it, right? Um, yes. <laughs> sometimes you do know it. <laughs> but uh, what about these judgments that people make? I mean, we all make yeah, judgments of one do. sort or another. Yeah. Yep. And yet our most vulnerable population seems to get the brunt of it. And, uh, and sometimes it shows up in conflict or it shows up in people who just get angry. Mm. Uh, strange and it, ways. In strange, strange. ways. I, I find a lot of it, or I hear a lot of it, when I do the shopping for the for the shelter, I shop once, twice, sometimes three times a week. It depends on how much milk we go through, and um, somebody always has something to say. One one I have, you know, ten gallons of milk in the cart, so somebody's always curious. Yeah, so like, so why do you have? What are you doing, I, with that? What are you doing? Do you have a million kids yeah. or whatever? And and then I'll get to the checkout, and I, I had this problem happening all the time, and. Every, I, I buy two pork loins, they're enormous, but we feed 35 to 40 people a night. So I buy two huge pork roasts and pork loins and we cook them in a day. And I, like I said, community meal, we feed a lot of people. And um, the woman ringing me up said, oh my God, aren't you shopping for the shelter? I said, yes. She said, you feed them pork loin? 
um, yes. And she said, well, I can't afford pork loin. And she said, are my tax dollars paying for that? And I was devastated because the woman, the woman bagging my groceries was staying at the shelter. Yeah. The oh. person behind her ringing up the other customers was working at the shelter, and that was his, the, his second job. I just stood there. I had no idea how to respond. I what actually called Matt, um, uh, my deputy director, and asked her, and she said, next time, just tell her she's welcome to come to the meal if she wants pork loin. So I actually did, and then I just avoided her line completely. <laughs> oh. But mm. yeah, I you know sometimes you just want to get in and get out. It's a, yeah. you know it's a store. <laughs> that, that's devastating. I mean, Isn't it? Yes, um, to have that happen in, in public with others who are staying at the shelter being judged. And yep. uh, why do you think people do that? Why do you think people uh, uh, project that kind of judgment on? something like this I on think it's a homeless because they shelter. want to make sure that it's not going to happen to them. And if you're if you're homeless Absolutely. or you're struggling or you're bereft because you did something and I don't do that thing, then I'll be okay. Right. When in reality so much of us are so close to the bone. Mm. Already the the affordable housing conversation that we've been having everywhere in Gloucester over and right. over again. Right. Affordable housing, living wage jobs. It's because all of us know that none of us can afford the rents if we miss a month of pay. Yeah, yeah. Or if if you break a bone, if you break a bone, if you get diagnosed with cancer, you can beat the cancer in three, four months, sometimes six months, but by then you're homeless. Sure. And now what do you do? Yep. Because right. you got too far behind. I mean, Action has a lot of programs that that try to um, prevent homelessness, and and advocacy at the main office is fantastic about lining people up with other services. But I have a um, friend going through the very same thing. Her husband diagnosed with cancer. They went from two incomes to one, yeah. and all her time taken up bringing them to chemo and taking care of them, that they're, they're struggling. Right. And she had no right. idea there was that she could ask for help. Hmm. None. So I think it really it's a good reminder to all of us that um, even when we feel our our own selves reacting in judgment to something, that there's always the rest of the story. Yeah. You you don't yeah. know the rest of the story, and um, everyone has a story about yep. seeing someone drive up to the food pantry in a Lexus. Well, you might not know, but that person had a job that afforded them that, and they've lost the job, or they've been divorced, and that's what they got in the settlement, and they can't afford it. They can't afford to keep it, and they can't afford to get rid of it, and they're stuck. So there's always kind of the rest of the story. Um, and you know, you mentioned the grocery store. Another place that this judgment occurs is when someone is using their EBT oh, or yes. their SNAP yes, benefit very much all so. the time. And uh, yeah. you know, there's this feeling of, well, I don't buy that, so why should you buy that? Right. The whole idea that they can. How go, dare you buy strawberries? Uh, right. How right. dare you buy well, strawberries? Is a big one. You know. And and you know what we know from some of our inside stories is it was someone's birthday and those strawberries were the one thing the child wanted right. or you know so just I, I think a good thing to do is well, just physically ask it's ourselves, all they can eat yes. right what is the rest of the story people yeah. people whether they're uh, whether they've fallen on hard times or not deserve um, you know to have their birthday recognized or they yeah. deserve to have even a short-term reward um, uh, 
mm-hmm. because that's what, what kind of what keeps us going. From we all people need a to treat to keep well, us yeah. going. Well, yeah, and we all yeah. need to preserve our dignity, sure. especially in a situation where Absolutely. we, you know, folks feel shame um, based on the fact that they've lost their home or something that happened to them that they couldn't control. Right. Uh, right. Not everything can be controlled in life, as they a can't. lot of us know. <laughs> We're all working in space where there's lack of control right. uh, around right. people's circumstances. Right. Yeah. People need that. Absolutely need yes. it. We Absolutely. need it to feel like people. Yeah, and and we mostly do that. We we'll go and get a cu- cup of coffee mm-hmm. if we're having a good day, or we'll treat ourselves to this, that, and the other thing. Manny um, or Petty. Or... And so it's it's important that we also yeah, allow other people who are uh, in, experiencing homelessness yeah. and and or hard times. Yeah, I it, it sometimes does bother me that um people will think, well, they live at the shelter. They they shouldn't be getting their nails done. Are you kidding me? They live at the shelter. You know, they're there because their spouse died or their parent died. Why shouldn't they get their nails done? If that's all they have today, that's it. My big thing, I've always, anytime we hire new staff, my big thing is, please, make the coffee and make it well. Use cold water for the pot. Put X amount of coffee in and make sure it's done for them. Because if... If all I'm getting is one cup of coffee, like one hot cup of coffee for my day, if that's what's going to get me through the day, I know I would have I I would be devastated if that something happened. And I didn't get that cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And shouldn't it be delicious? Yeah, yeah shouldn't it, it be, be wonderful? Of all the people, yeah. of all yeah. the people in the community who deserve the very best, right? It's all they have. Mm-hmm. Right. It needs to be. It needs to be. The it best needs we to can be amazing. Have. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> right. And given the um, the lack of control of things around us and what's mm. happening in the larger world, you know, our world is changing and things, even on the local level, we feel that we see it. It's our lives every day. Um, how do you see people coping? Are you seeing an increase in compassion and empathy for folks, uh, even think, though the larger uh, world is sort of uh, unsure? There's uncertainty yeah. out there. I, I think that, to your point, with so much going on in the world that we yeah. can't control, it becomes even more important to um, just really focus on our local community, the lives that we touch every day, um, and we see that with our volunteers, we see that with people who support our organizations, and we see that with people that we just bump into on the street. Yeah. And the amazing thing about KPM is that all we have to ever do is say we could use something whatever it is and all of a sudden Mm. it comes in grace upon grace upon grace you know we we need socks all of a sudden we have a million we need a volunteer one place but then the next every place if the grace doesn't need socks the shelter must need socks I mean it's just period partners Abby Abby Lundberg is doing this period partners and she was distributing them through the open door right Mm -hmm. but then somebody thought well wait a minute there are women at the shelter wait a minute there are women at the Grace Center and all of a sudden we have you know just such such graciousness such kindness a huge increase too I think in in the holidays I've seen a huge increase Um, we've always had people that Go above and beyond. Yeah. Um, we have one woman, Lucy. God bless her. Oh yeah. She's, <laughs> she's amazing, and she cares so much. But she also, um, even she was astounded at how many people still wanted to, to give, and how many people did. I, last year, I was overrun with gifts for our guests. Overrun. I didn't even know what to do with them all. I was moving them from room to room to room, trying to hide them. And then, like, the heat would break in one room, and I'd have to put them in another room. And there, were, there was candy in, in the stockings at one point. And, and then I, you had the Project oh, Uplift, all the yes, toys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And so I really think we, we live in a special community, 
And like Rona said, we ask, we receive. Mm. Right. People people want to help. And I think that that's what I'm seeing now. People want to yeah. lift each other up. I wonder yeah. sometimes if part of that on Cape Ann is because since so many people know each other, those are our brothers and sisters Absolutely. and they're our children and our parents. Mm-hmm. Or they're the neighbor or the kid we went to school with. Mm-hmm. And so there's already that there's already a fondness and right. a sense that this is not other. This is we. This is us. This is yes. we right. together. Right. And um you know, with the, with the increase in awareness about addiction, all of us have people who we love, mm-hmm. who have addiction, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody loves somebody yep. with an addiction. Right. Right. And so now we can look and we can say, I, I guess I understand that a little bit better than I did five years ago or right. before right. that happened to my family or before that mm-hmm. happened to right. my friend. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, that anytime we understand one another, we're kinder. Absolutely. Yes, and and do and acting on a local level mm. makes you feel involved. Yeah. And so there's so many great organizations. The three we only have three. There and were there's so many, many others. There was an endless <laughs> list. Endless. Yeah. I endless only have list. three spots here. <laughs> um, but you know, future shows will. Well, we'll speaking do that of too. that, and only having three spots, and how many um, agencies and people there are to help. You know, Gloucester has this high risk task force. When oh, all the yeah. key. Um, helping agencies get together once a month and they do brainstorming and they can, if, if a, only with people's permission, but if somebody said, yeah, I need some help, they can get a um, signed release and everybody talks about how do we put our heads together to get this person who just keeps falling over and over and over again the help they need. So mm-hmm. it's a very intentional, mm-hmm. cooperative, communal uplifting for the mm-hmm. people who really are the most vulnerable yeah we so talk you're seeing about people it at the high risk too yeah. we talk about um we talk about everything what the fire department seeing what the police department seeing what i'm seeing mm-hmm. at the shelter what the main office is seeing with advocacy or just the intake specialist and what the grace center is seeing what the food pantry saying we just right. talk about what we're seeing and if there's anything we're missing what yep. needs to be addressed yep. and then we figure out how to address it because if this no person's been to the emergency room every single day for two weeks well, what are they doing during the day? Oh, Grace Center says they're with us. What are they doing at night? Oh, they're not at the they're not at the shelter. They're sleeping in the woods. They came down for supper the other yep. night, and yeah. and all the pieces go together, and um, yeah. really just to wrap them around with love yeah. and services. Um, yeah. So you're seeing this sometimes a shift from homelessness to people getting housed. Yes. There is that. There is some, uh, yes. but it's difficult still to do that. It is very difficult, and it's a long wait. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so many people vying for the same resources that it we it is a struggle and it is a long mm-hmm. way and that's the hardest part. We tell everybody, stick with it, do what you need to do. We're here. Don't rush it. Don't panic. Mm-hmm. It will happen, but we can't tell you when. And um, the wait is usually about a year and a half to two years, sometimes that's more. That's you know, a long more time. depending on if you have other issues that you have to go back and correct. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I've got plenty of wreckage from my past that I've had to go back and get through and fix and we all do and mm-hmm. and, and then it takes a little longer mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but well the hole's deeper yeah the hole's deeper and you yeah some people yeah. fall out of line and then have to get back into right. line because something else happens right. and, um, but don't give up right? don't give up don't Absolutely give up not. and if you need services make sure that you tap into one place you could call the police for services or you mm. could call you know, any any of these Definitely go to action at main office and meet with you know, the intake specialist. Advocacy will set you up with 
whatever you need. They'll do referrals to wherever you need. Yeah. Grace Center does the same thing. Grace they Center have just tons. drop in, no lines, no waiting. Yep. Come in and they get great food over there. We do. You know, certainly at the open door, while it's not direct homelessness services, um, we're a lot of preventative yes. uh, maintenance. And then also for someone who finds themselves going from shelter into housing, um, there's the food that we provide and uh, also household items and things from second glance to help people Because you set outfit up. everybody who gets I know. their own. <laughs> you who outfit the whole place. community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, fill up that apartment. Yeah, yes. I guess yeah. Uh, stunned when they see what yeah. they get from So we're out of pantry. time, but Melissa Luzinski uh, from the Action Shelter, Julie LaFontaine from the Open Door, and Reverend Rona Tindall from the Gray Center. Thank you for joining us Thank in this you important for topic. Us. Thank um, you for having us. And uh, yeah. homelessness in Gloucester. Uh, viewers, you can connect with us on social media. Please check out our website to connect with us. We'd really like to know what you think and what your concerns are. I'm Mari Nailward. Thank you for being with us on Cape Inn Report. Take care.